0: Voice of Fintech.
1: Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad, and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello, and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today, we have a special episode for you that we are doing together with Adele Grisav, a producer and host of Global Digital Banker podcast. And we're going to talk to Sarel, who is the VP EMEA for Rapid, a Fintech as a Service based in London. We're going to talk about how to scale your business. We're going to talk about the payments business, and also... Obviously, some of the early thoughts on the current health crisis and how that impacts the startups. So welcome, Sorel. And uh, thank you, Adele, for joining.
2: Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful to be here. Thanks.
1: Now over to you, Sorel. So can you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, tell us a bit how you got to do what you do today.
0: Great. Well, uh, first of all, my name is uh, Sor- Sorrel, and I'm the uh, EMEA and I run the media business, or I wrap it out of our London business. Um, actually, I've been involved in the fintech industry for the best of uh the last 15 years or, or so uh so i've seen this industry in its highs and lows and we've been going through quite a few changes over these uh 15 almost tw- tw- 20 years but nothing has actually prepared us for something like this uh, COVID 19 situation which i'm sure we'll cover as we go through this podcast l- l- later on today the Findex space uh i've started out as, as a founder and i founded a uh, a bootstrap payment company that grew uh, to be a global payment processor with over 60 employees, multiple offices around the world, European regulation. But you know, bootstrapping a company is uh, is a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough challenge, and we'll you know discuss this uh, la- la- later as well. Prior to uh, setting up my own fintech company, I was the founder of a telecom, and my background is in telecom. Uh, I uh, founded a telecom bi- business that actually built a. Uh, dynamic uh, trading platform uh, that will enable telecoms to globally trade their their resources or dynamically trade their network resources uh, through a dynamic uh, m- marketplace. Before that, uh, I was the CEO of Voltaire, which is a pioneer in the InfiniBand space that went public in Nasdaq. Then it was acquired by Mellanox that was then in turn acquired by NVIDIA for more than uh, 6.8 billion dollars uh, last uh, last year uh, by training i'm electrical engineer i started out at motorola as a design engineer uh, but then i very quickly moved into the business side of the world through product management and then uh then sales uh, so i can say that i've covered you know the the whole nine yards of what it takes to run uh, to run and build a scaling up company uh th-
1: these days so what is Rapid and also can you explain the name? What is, what is your company? What is the problem that you're trying to solve? Well,
0: I think the best way to, to describe uh, Rapid is to go back to the foundation of, of, the, of the company. The company was founded by three founders just of, uh, just sold their, their company was an IT company, uh, sold it to Avaya. And then started to say, to look at, okay, what are we doing next? They were traveling a lot at that time, and one of their issues was the expensive uh, cost of uh, FXing currencies when you travel around around the world Uh, and they came up with this idea of let's build a digital e-wallet that it it will enable people business travelers tourists to hold funds in multiple currencies and a digital wallet and then cash out these funds in different cash locations in different countries uh where the company will provide a more reasonable fx uh rate when exchanging these uh these funds uh, actually bypassing the traditional banking rails, the high street exchange uh, bureaus, and, and the Visa and MasterCard rails. Uh, so we set up the company, we build the technology, we got the e-money license in, in the UK, uh, set up a company in the UK, build the operation here, integrate it into local uh, cash dispersing capabilities in, in, in the UK. Which, which required to identify the, these solutions and integrate, technically integrate with them and, and so on. And the business started to scale very, very nicely. And then we said, okay, you know, we want to move on into the, the other countries. Uh, let's move into the next country. And then we've, you know, we hit the point where we understood that, okay, moving into another country basically means building everything from, from scratch. Uh, we have to get the regulation, get the banking relations, find the partners negotiate contracts with them integrate with them you know and this is going to take us another six to nine months to, to move into every country if we want to do it on a global basis 100 plus countries we're talking about you know 50 years uh, uh, target you know and yeah. a bit too long for for us
1: so um, you're telling me you're not planning to stick around for 50 years
0: no we, we are but we found a way to, to escalate it and I think this is where the name rapid comes uh, we want to do it in a more rapid way or more quick f- fashion. And then um, at, at the same time, we've been contacted with people that said, hey, you've built this beautiful network in, in the UK, you're moving into other countries, we want to integrate it into your network. And this is where this was the moment where we understood that the bigger play for us is in building a, a platform uh, that will enable other organizations to expand globally instead of every one of them having to go and build their own solution as they expand on, on a global basis. And this is exactly what uh, what Rapid is. It's authentic as a platform, enabling other businesses, we're a B2B provider, to use our capabilities in the 100 plus countries that we support today, uh, instead of having to build their own capabilities when, when they want to move into their, these companies. In, in, in a nutshell, I think the best uh, comparable is the, the Amazon AWS or the other cloud services uh, in, in the IT world. We're actually building the, the cloud solution for the fintech world.
2: Um, yeah, Sorella, it sounds like a really impressive background with a lot of focus in technology, and you can see how you've brought that to Rapid now. I, you know, I've read that Rapid is the world's leading cardless infrastructure network, so basically allowing consumers to deposit, withdraw money, and make payments without a card required. So how does that quite work?
0: Well, Rapid being a a, a platform, at the end of the day, we connect to the world's Card networks and, and banking networks, uh, but a lot of these transactions, uh, especially when they're intra-company or between companies or downstream supply chain uh, providers, etc., cetera, et cetera, don't actually have to go through these uh, th- these chains. Uh, for example, if you move money between countries, you don't physically have to move the money cross-border between different intermediary banks, and this takes you know three to four days to uh, to, to arrive Everybody takes his cut on, on, uh, on, on the way. Uh, we have built this platform that we can actually move these funds very efficiently, very quickly, with very little friction between accounts on our system. Uh, so you can manage accounts for your consumers, you can manage accounts for your downstream uh, supply chain partners uh, or, or customers, and we enable these funds to move uh, very efficiently. Uh, at, at the end, as I said earlier, we... We do connect into the traditional networks, but this is only maybe I would say for, for the last mile you know to, to get these uh, f- funds out to them.
2: Hmm. Um. And I, my other question was, you know, we see a lot of fintechs um, starting up and some of the early stage startups I see, you know, really trying to identify where their key market will be if they're going to structure themselves as a B2C proposition, uh, B2B. You know, you started as B2C and you've now pivoted to fintech as a service. So kind of working with businesses. So what was the reason behind, I guess, the initial choice of starting in that B2C Base and what really what drove that shift to to b2b down the line
0: you know in hindsight uh the the initial offering of of, of the company of the company in the b2b space was a bit naive it was from people that were you know, did not come from the, the fintech industry. They came from the IT, from the technology, and they said, "We can build this uh, this uh, this platform." And then we've re- realized that scalability is is, is the major uh, issue when you're talking about scaling fintech services across the world. And to d- to go through this scalability for the B two C offering, uh, which requires you know different marketing capabilities uh, customer acquisition is different on uh, the scale up is, is different we've decided to provide these uh services on a b2b uh, uh on, on the b2b side enabling other customers to expand on their consumer offering using our our platform and we've also understood that it's not a single service that these businesses require it's not only card acquiring on a local basis it's not only banking solutions it's not only local alternative payment methods it's the combination of these services and 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 many more that enable these businesses to expand globally uh, so so basically as, as a FinTech as a service platform, we do funds collection in all the payment methods that are available in the different countries, anywhere from cash to card to banking solutions and local payment methods. We do disbursement. We enable people to pay in the local currency using all of these uh, different payment methods. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're a principal member of Visa and MasterCard uh, in both uh, Europe and Asia. So we're able to issue cards and acquire cards locally. All of this on the same technology stack, the same API for our customers, same integration, one reconciliation file, which is completely game changer.
2: Yeah, it sounds like such a broad offering, and I guess as you mentioned, the ability to scale is just so so far greater having that structure than than before.
1: So what is your unfair advantage or unique advantage, right? So if I'm a small business, why should I bank with you and not with someone else, including some incumbents, banks who some of them claim they have specific services for SMEs and small businesses around the world as well?
0: I I would say two things. One, uh, as I've explained, we're not a banking service per se. We include banking services as part of our services, uh, but mm-hmm. th- typically if you're a local uh, small business and you need banking services, you would not come to, uh, to Rapid. We're, we're not the type of, so- of solution that you know, we, we are right for you. But your high street bank will provide you locally the, all the services you need. You come to us if you're a global business, you want to expand into multiple uh, regions around the world. And you have multiple services that you require collection and issuing, disbursement and acquiring, FX, e wallet. Uh, a typical customer uh, would be a global b- business working with us in more than five countries and at least two of our services. You know, if I would call our unfair advantages our ability to, to supply a broad set of services or basically all of the fintech services a global merchant would need across all the, all the world.
1: I see. Okay. Understood. And, uh, well, how do you make money, though?
0: We try to make it very, very simple. There's no integration costs, no setup costs, uh, and no monthly fees. We make money on the transactions that our customers process with, with us. Uh, we take a small fee on top of the cost of these transactions, and, and this is how we work. We've built a very, very simple structure that supports very large b- businesses, and for now it works well, very well for us.
2: So, having been in an open banking environment in the UK and PSC two in Europe for quite some time now, what's your take on the state of open banking, and how has this shifted or changed in the way that it impacts your business and and your um, opportunities for success?
0: Well, open banking is uh, is a great opportunity for companies like uh, Rapid, which I would say are API based, and the ability or the opportunity to connect into the, the the banking system the traditional banking uh, is, is is huge until open banking or PSD2 rate regulation, it was almost Im- impossible to connect into the banking systems. These were, you know, very old systems, very low quality of APIs, and a broad set of APIs for for the, for the different banks. Uh, so you know, people had to go into screen scraping and solutions like that, where, which are not robust and not, and not scalable. Mm-hmm. Now, with open banking and uh, the AAS and the PIS uh, s- s- services, this you know just enables us to take the rapid capabilities and extend these into. The, the banking system. So for us, this is a great uh, a great opportunity. We're looking forward to see this expand uh, as a unified set of APIs across the different banks in in Europe. Unfortunately, this is not the case today, and there are still too many local variants of the APIs, which are making our life and You know, the life of the other Rapids uh, and the other open banking providers still relative difficult. But I expect that as we move in, you know, towards the end of this year, maybe things will be delayed a bit because of the COVID-19, but into 2021. Uh, we will see these uh, standards being better accepted and, and unified across Europe. And then, you know, we'll see these services and the new services that this enables uh, to start flourishing.
2: Mm. And On that topic, actually, I mean, it is kind of we can't go without speaking about the current global situation that's occurring at the moment. Um, you know, COVID nineteen that's having massive effects on the small business sector. A lot of consumers as well have been impacted by this, whether it's um, you know their employment or as well in just the ways in which they spend money, make payments, what channels they're using. And um, we've seen a number of banks respond to this. So um, on that SME side. You know, offering working capital finance, allowing for loan repayment holidays for borrowers, uh, fee-free emergency loans, and that sort of thing. What's your perspective on this? I know it is still early days, um, but what what do you see as some of the short-term and long-term, you know, repercussions of this or the impacts of this?
0: Well'm I'm, I'm happy you've kind of separated this into short term and long term because this is exactly how we view it at, at a rapid. And mm-hmm. I think in the short term, it's important that we focus on hey, how can we assist? Uh, and this is exactly what we're doing over the last uh, you know couple of weeks and we'll be focusing in in, in the short term, identifying mm-hmm. the segments and you know the places where we can use our technology stack and, and platform to assist. Small, small, medium businesses that are, you know, in in stress these days, enable them to move their business from, you know, the physical world into the the online world uh, more rapidly, you know, enabling platforms that are, you know, being... uh, Starting to be very popular these days, uh, like uh, digital health, uh, gig economy, uh, delivery mm-hmm. platforms, remote uh, remote working, digital goods, uh, mm-hmm. enabling them to scale on, on a global biz- business where, you know, they're, they're now becoming more re- relevant in, in the new situation. Uh, so this is the short term, you know, try to help and assist and, and see. You know, how we can adapt our, our services uh, for these, uh, these new needs. Uh, and also uh, combining you know, more flexible business models to, to support these uh, businesses that are in, in, in stress. Uh, the, the longer term is identifying the, the, the opportunities uh, that will enable us to, to move quickly in, in this changing market because obviously as we come out of you know, this COVID-19 situation in, in a few months, the world will, will not behave the same. The players uh, that will dominate will, will be different, and the needs will be different. You know, travel will take more time to to build up. Some of these markets will, you know, delay their return to normal life. Uh, so we're looking into which which are the, the the different verticals that will need more assistance in coming out of this uh, of this crisis and, and adopt our services to fit their uh, their their requirements. Uh, so this is kind of our view of the the short and, uh, and, and and longer term. And in terms of opportunities, I think they, you know, everybody uh, has learned the lesson uh, that they need to uh, to invest more on their digital side of of their business, even businesses that had some digital side, and and obviously businesses that were physical only, understand that they need a stronger leg on the digital side. Uh, And this is exactly where our offering is, uh, is to assist these people move from the physical into the digital on, on a global basis.
1: And uh, we kind of touched upon that but uh, where are you on your journey in terms of you know product development and the teams etc so where did this situation actually catch you uh, where are you based and um, and you know what what is your I don't want to go into funding situation, but you know what are your plans, right?
0: Well, I, I think I will start with the funding situation uh, because luckily we have just at the la- at the end of last year finished our our C, C round of a hundred million dollars, uh, raising over one hundred eighteen million dollars last year. So we're well funded and we're in a good position to deal with a crisis like this, and that definitely. You know, the people that are better funded in these situations, uh, you know, can take more time to make the better decisions. Uh, they don't mean, need to, to panic, make panic moves, uh, you know, lose people. So from, from that as aspect we're in a very good uh, situation um uh, you know we're a company of 250 plus uh employees we're already spread around the world with uh, business offices in uh, in singapore in london in california you know we're continuing with expanding our business on on a global uh, basis and assisting local businesses in, in these uh different uh, different territories
2: and um- and so you've kind of mentioned there's, there's a lot going on and you're really focusing on how you can best support your customers and how they can then support their customers. So what are your next steps for this year? Is it is it very much focused on that customer delivery and customer experience or will you be looking to still work on expanding partnerships, continuing funding rounds? And um, What can you share on that front?
0: Well, f- funding is not our top priority for the next, you know, Couple, a couple of years or three years, because we've just, uh, as I mentioned, com- completed our you know, successful C-, C round. We are actively looking at uh, at acquisitions to expand our our capabilities in, in the services uh, we we offer. Uh, so this is one thing that you know we, we are focused on. And unfortunately, or fortunately for us, there will probably be very good opportunities in the acquisition market over the next uh you know 6 to 9 to, to 12 months as the market em- emerges from the the COVID-19 s- situation and the other thing uh we we're, we're looking into expediting on on the technology side is the ability to onboard uh, smaller merchants today we're focused on very large global merchants and As part of our support to to SMEs, we're expediting our delivery of the capability to onboard smaller merchants uh, very very quickly.
2: And Sorelle, it's been really interesting hearing about the proposition and and also how you're adjusting to the times, you know, it's so important to be able to pivot and be that nimble um, within the FinTech and startup space. I guess finishing it off. What would be your biggest piece of advice for for any other kind of fintechs or startups? Um, you know, also going through this period of adjustment. Um, what would what would you tell them?
0: You know, the, the first piece of advice is don't panic. You know, take a breath and look inside. You know, where where's the actual core of of your business? What's your core offering? What's your core values? And then look outside and say, okay where is the, the best fit for my core values, my, my core capabilities, and try and, and go after uh, after these markets and these uh, these customers. Uh, be very cautious. Save as much money as you can and start saving today. You don't say, you know, I'll start tomorrow. Make any changes in adaptation to the business that you need and, and do it now. You know, the earlier that you start, the better off you will be in, in the long term. Uh, because unfortunately, this looks like uh, it's going to be a relatively longer journey than, than a shorter journey for, for everybody.
2: Mm, brilliant. Thank you very much for sharing that. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today.
0: Thank you very much for hosting us.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Sorel, And thank you, Adele, for co-hosting it. My last question typically is, what? where can interested parties reach you and what kind of people or institutions would you like to hear from?
0: Typically, our, our goal is uh, very large global operations in, in diff- different verticals, uh, anywhere from uh, marketplaces for very large global uh, re- retailers. Uh, gig economy pr- providers these are the typical markets that uh that we work with travel and, and and airlines was another market but you know unfortunately this market is uh it's been put on hold for for the foreseeable f- future we can be reached on on the website that's rapid.net my email is t at rapid.net dot, uh, dot you can also uh find me on linkedin happy to to you know to to receive contacts from anybody who's interested to learn more or has any questions or obviously business
1: opportunities thank you for listening to voice of fintech podcast if you haven't already check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast you can also subscribe to voice of fintech on apple Podcasts, spotify google or any other podcast app that you like if you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceofintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.